Good morning, everybody. Lacey Frazier and Katie Kay here from Structure House. We are really excited to be here for a lot of different reasons. Number one, we have not gotten together to have a podcast in in actually several months, and we've had so much going on in life, in the world, and we are just thrilled to be back together again to offer another Structure House Wellness podcast at the end of 2022. It is December 30th, and we, Katie, we are rounding the corner. How are you feeling about it? I am feeling so good. I'm feeling so good about um, not just the ending of 2022 and a lot of uh, my own anticipation about 2023, but I really think everybody, well, I shouldn't say speak for everybody, but I do think that rounding the corner into this new year is... um, I don't know. I, I think it's very exciting. I think I think the last four years in our in our on our planet and in our life has been particularly challenging for a lot of people, and I think that I I have a lot of belief um, and hope that this next year, this next uh, journey around the sun, three hundred and sixty five days, is is going to open up all kinds of things for people. And so I I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about it. I know that you are starting off your 2023 um, kind of launching from a very specific and unique situation to you uh, that I want to talk about today if you're open to it. And uh, so I invite our listeners to kind of sit down, sit in, sit with uh, this conversation and open themselves up to what's coming in their 2023 uh, I'm going to remind listeners up front, if I forget to do it at the end, that we really do create our own reality. And so what we what we believe we can achieve, we can. So as we begin this discussion today, um, I just would love to welcome you. And I'd love to talk a little bit about what, what kind of you're heading into in 2023, in the very beginning of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, so so how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I think we should first give them an understanding of what has been going on. Right. So I'll give them a glimpse into that. Great. Um, that's kind of where we'll start, I think. And then I'll tell you about my feelings going into the new year. So um, back in September, I had a freak little injury happen. I was standing in a staggered stance with my feet one in front of the other. And I basically just got a little shove on my shoulder torqued to the left and tore my hip labrum and as you know Lacey in the beginning I had no idea what happened to me you were actually the one in my office when I was like something is actually wrong and so a whole weekend passed by you know I felt shots kind of fire up and down my leg up and down my back when that first injury happened incident and then the whole weekend was pretty okay didn't do too much though and then I came in the morning on a Monday started lifting had a great lift session was back in my office and noticed myself I had this like self-awareness of I am unintentionally stretching my body and I don't know why and I was like why am I trying to go into these stretches I was on the floor remember in my office door frame yep. trying to stretch out my my hip or something and my back and I was like I think something's actually wrong and over time that whole day really quick actually the inflammation around whatever I did was totally affecting my body and to the point that I could pretty much throughout a few hours start to not really walk and 
from there, I'm not going to go into the depths of that whole journey on the, uh, unless we actually go there, but found out through MRIs, x-rays, that it was a torn hip labrum, and the hip labrum is the cartilage that supports and holds together the head of the femur into the pelvis bone. Okay, so when that's torn, any motion you do around your femur, any kind of walking, flexion, extension, anything, it's affected and it does not feel too supported. So that's kind of what happened. And going into the new year, actually, going into the new year, actually, I have surgery. So surgery is four days away. It's on Tuesday of next week. And that's where we're at. How I'm feeling right well the feeling changes (laughs) I think there's an overall average of feelings though I can go off of and that's really just calm and grounded I think it's it's what I'm feeling today and in this moment is groundedness right now Uh, maybe an hour ago it was some anxiety and I'll tell you the night before last lots of like fear and it was noticeable like extreme thinking So I've dealt with that very recently, and it has been a whirlwind of emotion. So, um, but I'm feeling good, grounded. It's really the option that's going to help me get back to my daily life functioning. So, wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that the detail sort of of the experience as somebody who is your friend and a witness to what you've been going through since this injury happened. Um, It has been, for those of us who care about you, and there's so many people here who care about you, it's been it's been challenging to to watch and to find a way to support you. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about in this podcast was was what an incredible kind of teacher you have been for me Um, as I've as I've watched you journey the last several months with this injury now. As most people know, you have already been through tremendous physical challenges this lifetime. I mean, you have you have journeyed far and wide to places where many of us uh, may never go and uh, have endured, have persevered, have have met challenges head on. Um, and when I say challenges, I'm, I'm talking about the physical challenges, but I'm also talking about the emotional. I mean, that's the most important thing, the emotional challenges that come with the physical challenges. And so I just find it incredible to, 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 to witness your, the way that you ground in your body and the way you flow and allow your emotional experience and uh, because as we know, our, our mind and our body and our emotions are all intimately connected. So, you know, I just, I, I, would, I would love it if you could share a little bit about how, if you're open to it, how you, you sort of tend to go into yourself to, to meet these challenges with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we all have have experiences that we need to um, it would behoove us to learn how to really deeply ground uh, inside of ourselves so that we can move through so that we can face so that we can persevere through these harder times in life mm-hmm. so the thing that keeps the 
thing that is the main point of this all that I'm working with is independency, right? And I think all of us face our, our independency as question when something happens to our body, mind, whatever, and we wonder how are we going to work with this, meaning how am I going to not need anyone, how am I going to be as independent as possible, right? We don't want to lose the body we have, we don't want to lose the ability we have, um, but I think all of that is simply just thought, right? Mm -hmm. Until it is actually a true reality, and true ability being lost is not really a truth, until we truly can there is no there is nothing else out there you know you can't walk anymore like the true knowledge the true feeling it's a it's a feeling when someone can literally not walk at all due to a structural change in their body that's a loss of ability right right um and so for me i have been working on as this injury has happened as I've been questioning what's really going on in my body. Once I found out truth through images about my body and then worked through all these different kind of procedures to try to better my body, it was all about how do I in the moment stay stay as independent as possible? Not meaning don't rely on my resources. It's meaning like trust self, trust my body. Don't let my thoughts influence the truth of what's really going on and I didn't even really know truth so that's the huge unknown and that's where we often go into our extreme thinking Um, and you can't really when it comes down to a true injury you don't know the truth until you have an image and so many of us don't have images in terms of x-rays MRIs like this is we can actually see what has happened Um, It's so hypothesized in our head, and then we take it, and we're like, this is truth. Like, this is how it is, Um, right? I mean, you sat with me for two weeks that I I didn't know what was happening, and I'm like, uh, due to my past spinal fusion, I was like, man, what if a bolt is hitting the my actual spine, and what if I go paralyzed, and if I don't get this because my my toes were going in and out of numbness, um, kind of truly losing feeling, and then, which was true, in terms of my toes were really like losing some feeling, but you witnessed that whole journey of me taking that in my head, and it being so elevated that my whole nervous system, my whole central nervous system was absolutely out of control and that's a part of due to the inflammation that was pressing against everything shooting these signals but um, as you know due to the like science background of in the physiology thoughts influence your central nervous so much so that was something I really had to work through uh, all all around that Um, so how does one handle that I think it it's things that we've talked about in the past self-awareness right um when we as humans are dealing with something i think it is so important to have some have an external person remind you like allow that other person to pull you to reality some people are so caught up in that moment and extreme of what they're experiencing that it's not you're not grounded in in 
true reality. Like, hey, Katie, you really don't know what's going on yet. You know, I know this is hard. I know your body, your actual nervous system is lit up, but let's just take this step by step. Yeah, you know, Katie, it's so, so powerful on so many levels what you're saying. I'm going to just kind of extract a, a bullet point to make sure that I'm I'm really hearing what I'm feeling or I'm feeling what I'm hearing, really. You know, it's this notion that you bring up such a good point. We as human beings tend to kind of use the word elevate or explain, expand our thoughts around uh, 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 something that is not yet a truth, right? So... So in, in this case, you had symptoms that were saying something's wrong in my body. You had an idea, a general idea of where it was located in your body. And, but you, you were able to tell yourself for weeks before you had x-rays and MRIs that you, know, you don't really know what's going on in your body. And you were also very aware that the catastrophic thinking before you knew the truth around what could be going on, right? And this would be very, especially for you, so so normal to have that catastrophic thinking given all you've been through with your back, right? Mm-hmm. But that catastrophic thinking in the weeks before you knew the truth had the, the, the tendency or the propensity to get really out of control and yeah. light up your nervous system. And just debilitate me totally. And, and totally debilitate you. Yeah. So, right, exactly. So, so our mind is so powerful in this way. So what I watched you do during this time that was so incredible was you let those thoughts get kind of out of control, expand, get elevated, and then you, you, you recognized it, you learned from it, you worked with it. So what do we do when we have all this catastrophic thinking that leads to incredible feelings of sort of fear and doubt and all of those things? And then, and then I watched you sort of engage in, in, in things that brought you back to your center because, and and one of them was, was reminding yourself over and over again that I don't know the truth of what's going on. And until I do, I have to calm myself down. Number one. The the biggest thing for me was asking my, the biggest thing for me was asking myself, why am I thinking like this? Is it because of a feeling or a true feeling in the present moment? or past experience and a lot of it it's normal it's like you can't really stop it you just have to be able to filter it like you can't so good it's the ptsd right exactly i mean i there's no way if you've had something happen to you in the past right and something happens to you right then and there and you're faced with it there's no way your past isn't, it's part of you. Like it's your, it's part well, you of have, your life Your body experience. has a, well, not only that, but your body has a visceral memory totally. of the past experience. Right. So when you have something happen in the present, what you're talking about is discerning. Is this a sensation, thought, feeling I'm having? Is this really happening in the present? Or is this a visceral memory from the past in my present? Right. And oftentimes, um, it's a mix that you're working on filtering. It's, it's the filtering of it. And so you just ask, why am I feeling this way? Remind yourself, nothing is confirmed yet if it's not. And then it's just going back to what I really did, which some people who I interacted with just... 
you know, for me, it seems simple. And I think it's just because of how much I practice it in my whole life. But it was just how do I work with what I've got? And I, I, I always say that, like, okay, if I, um, right, we can apply this to any life situation. Like, with this going on, how do I work with what I have right now? Like, that's all we can focus on. And so even if something is giving me intense signals and pain, and then, you know, as I'm filtering through my different thoughts and maybe extreme thinking and trying to just reground, 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 that keeps things really, it's not that it's not hard. It's not that it's not, it's intense and it's a, a challenge, but you also mix that with what can I do today with my body there's always something we can do and for some people that's really hard to to grasp so that when they would see me they would think I'm kind of lying to them it was so fascinating to observe kind of first person and then kind of go third person view with myself in the situation um and I would ask this myself like why are all these people like doubting me (laughs) like Mm. I'm this is truth like I'm I'm for example, someone would be like, how are you doing today? And even though I am I am portraying... Right, you're walking with crutches. Right, I, I could maybe barely walk right. at all. I'm right. in pain. Um, but it, all we can do is just manage it and just let it be that. Like, yes, I have true pain. Something is going on with my body, but there's so much more to... There's so much more than just that little piece of an experience of my life in the moment. Like, look at Mm -hmm. all the good things. Look at all the... Hey, my other leg is actually operating. So if I looked at it as a piece of... A a piece of a puzzle, like this is... Or a machine, a car. I would just say a piece... Right? It's just... It's just... Percentages. This is... My hip that is screwing up my whole walk is... 10% 10% of my whole body. So 90% of my body is completely fine. Right? right? So really, it's the intensity that we put towards this one little thing happening to me. So people see that and they're like, and they say, so I say, good morning, good morning, how are you today? You know, I say, I'm doing pretty good. And they're like, what? Like, you're lying to me. And they take it personally. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Why would you question my truth? Mm. And, and so it's been... Most of my energy is coming, being given to just regulating homeostasis. And it's been hard, but it's been good. Like, I can't say it's been, like, a bad thing or it's just been a thing. <laughs> well, I I think it's pretty powerful because, you know, you're speaking. I could, I could, I could probably teach 10 digging deepers out of <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Um, Because, you know, the focus, you know, you are somebody who has learned, I can focus on that 10% that's not working, or I can focus on the 90% that is. And, and as you, as you, you know, walked and or limped through your day for the last several months, your focus for the most part has been on that 90%. And that's been amazing to watch. And I think that's a huge lesson for all of us whether we're talking about a physical issue or whether we're talking about something going on in our lives. I mean, the fact is, is when, when, when problems, tragedies, traumas, you know, negative experiences happen in our lives, we can, we can put all our energy and focus into that and, and it's going to ripple out and impact the other 90% of our life 
or we can focus on all the good and what's working and and love and positive energy and, and those kinds of things. And we can at the same time be, be helping ourselves improve the other 10% that's, that's not, not working or doesn't feel good. Yeah. And, and it's more than the thought of, Hey, don't forget about everything else. Good. Like that doesn't work. Like when people, you know, it's, it normally doesn't work by telling someone if they're struggling, and I know this because of, right, we know this, but I know this specifically related to the body. When someone sits with me and they're like, I have this, me saying to them, hey, but remember everything good that you have, like that, that, that don't help in the moment because the intensity is all around the pain and it's tr- true. Mm-hmm. They have to act like you have to be the one to go in and feel the connectedness to the nine, the other percent of your life. Mm-hmm. Like if that person mm-hmm. just hears me say, or you just tell me, Hey, just remember everything good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But what that would person would say then is, but I can't walk or like, I am in so much pain. I can't even do what I used to love or I can't even live in the 90%. Like they're not going to connect right? So they're still going to be stuck on the 10%. So they actually have to go in on their own. And this is what I do with people. You know, I mean, I've been through it very, I guess you would say immaturely as when I was 13, doing it with learning how to walk after my spinal fusion. So now I get to kind of relive it in a different way and also just in a different way, but maturely with like an intellectual approach and it's it's just it's really unique. Well, I, I'd love you to you know you just said something very powerful again. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying that a lot um, about going into the feeling of the ninety percent, and this mm-hmm. is very very true. And I, I teach this in a lot of different ways that you know it's it's going into the feeling, going into the emotion that is so important mm-hmm. in in our own healing whether it's it's physical healing or emotional healing. So what I just felt when you said that was really going into the feeling of the 90% of the body that is working and flowing and doing everything it needs to be doing and and really connecting with that feeling. So it's not just about, hey, turn that frown upside down. Hey, focus on the positive. Appreciate what you have. I mean, these are all kind of thoughts, right? And and, and it, it does help with focus of attention, which is something I teach about and talk about a lot. Um, but you can you can turn and focus on the 90% in that way and focus on the things that are working and the things you want and the things that you appreciate. But it's really turning to it, paying attention to it, and going into the feeling of it. Is that kind of what you're saying? Totally. And so when you're doing that, what you're not doing is you're not feeling necessarily, you're not giving your focus of attention to the 10% that is injured, that is in pain, that is you know, causing disruption in, in everything in your body. Exactly. And I think what I try and teach a lot of people about whatever that percent is, 10%, 40%, I try to make it under 50%. I always try to do that on my whiteboard with people and say like, hey, this is just like, I'm trying to get it under 50% so it's not, right, you know, surpassing and going into 60 and that's most of their consumption. So we try to like dwindle down the intensity of it um, in terms of how much it's truly affecting living. Yeah. Like truly. And, and we would then work how to manage it. 
it's all about and just make it what it is that's what i always tell people with like what you're experiencing whether that's whatever with your body or even mind you're only it, it kind of pulls the emotion out of it. Like I can think about totally. so many totally. people That's I'm working with yeah. um, with right now that my main thing to them is just make it simple, make it just what it is. This is an injury, and all I have to do is manage it. Like that's it. That's all you have to do. You don't make it anything else. Like not that it's not intense. You just all you gotta do is manage it. And when you know you are doing, you're putting in the work to regulate it and maintain it whatever it is that grounds the heck out of you knowing that you're actually taking care of yourself and i'm telling you this is the main approach for any physical limitation and honestly we can talk a lot about it from like an emotional mental standpoint is you going in and manually putting work onto it which is exercise so many people say this is happening to my body. I can't do all of this when the main medicine is medicine is exercise. Exercise is medicine. It is a prescription. So you prescribe this to someone and they think the thing that they want to do, they can't do when it's the only thing that they should, should be do. doing safely to help their body. So um, when people see me moving and they're like, but you're injured, I'm like, but this, this is my medicine. If it's done safely, I just have to regulate it, keep myself in line, know my truth and reality. Like I might have to pull, I have to realign my expectations, but it's not a bad thing. It's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I feel that so deeply on a couple different levels. Um, You know, so, so really one of the biggest, if we were to extract some tools, like really like concrete tools for people one of the things you've talked about is is truth simplifying your emotions and your thoughts around what's actually happening in the present and when especially around an injury to be able to say to yourself yes i have an injury or i have a medical condition this is going on i know the i know the truth of this now because i've had the x-ray or i've had the mri and then those are your parameters live in it Live in your parameters. Like, live in the... Don't, like, say, oh, this is happening to me. It doesn't matter if you have torn ACL, torn MCL, torn labrum, uh, brain injury, vertigo. um, And and people say, well, look at all my restrictions. Like, I can't bend my knee. Okay. You can't bend your knee. Live in it. Right. Why not? You're not living in it right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's really good. So I, I really like that sort of live within the real parameters, not any kind of parameters that that expand everything in your in your head, if that makes sense, totally. you know. So so live in your parameter. Get simple, get truthful, live in your parameters. And then I just wanted you to talk a little bit about sort of the methodology behind grounding yourself. You know, I've I've had conversations with you about going sort of going within. Um, whether that's journaling, whether that's you know talking into your voice memo about what's going on, whether that's sitting on the roof of your car in a, in a windstorm, mm-hmm. whether that's building a fire and and meditating around a fire pit, you know, I mean, all of these are things that I've seen you you sort of do to kind of go within and and focus on maybe it's your focusing on the feeling of the ninety percent. I mean, maybe it's your focusing on the filter that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
Maybe it's focusing on really designing the, I mean, really understanding and naming those parameters that you know you want to live in and with at the present time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see the tears in my eyes? <laughs> um, yeah. So when I think about grounding, I try to do it as a maintenance tool to keep things always in check. Um, but it's just become so powerful when I use it as a reactionary tool. So, or, or a responding tool, whatever is just going on. So when I say that, I mean, I try to just use grounding, whether that is all of those things that you just listed as just part of my daily routine. It's like keeping things in check so it doesn't get bad. Like this is part of my life and I know it keeps me at a baseline, but when I, when things are hard, it sends me really off of a baseline, and it's such a, a, a re, it's such a pull back to baseline tool. So, um, you know, if I go through an extreme thinking with fear, um, <clears throat> it's just something that brings me back to myself and the present moment, and, and that's really what grounding is: is becoming in present moment, getting out of your thoughts, and just being with your body. Um, Mm. it connects me to me and there's more to me than the hard thing that's going on. Right. Right. And I think a lot of us, when we talk about our body and what we can and can't do, we put so much to what we can't do that we become like, we think we refer to our body as the, the whole can't do. Like, I can't do this when yeah, it's like you don't see it as that whole puzzle. You see it as just one piece, and that's your whole identity. So grounding reminds me that th- of the rest of the portion. I don't know if I'm saying this right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Can, what, can I just jump in really quick? Because what I'm experiencing as you're talking, you know, and I work with sort of the psychological piece with a lot of people... And I think we whether you know you're we're talking right now about the the your torn la- hip labrum right totally. and and that is a very specific injury that you've been dealing with and we're talking about how you have been managing your emotional state and your physical state around this injury from from a from a psychological standpoint I work with people. Um, often around specific maybe um, events or experiences in their life that through their thoughts has kind of blown up and consumed them, right? And, and it's kind of hijacked or taken over their emotional state. And now their behavior, such as eating or drinking or, or unhealthy behaviors, are now kind of used or engaged in in order to manage, you know, it's kind of an unhealthy way of managing that expanded or elevated emotional state that they've gotten themselves in around this particular event or experience in their life. So you could say for someone, eating is a grounding coping tool for them, but it's not life-giving. And it's, it's not super, yeah, it's not life-giving, it's not positive, it's not helping their health. Uh, they're not neutralizing or doing it for a positive reason. So when I go and sit on my car, you know, and as, as we, we talk and as you talk, I think that I have been doing this, I have been using this as my grounding tool my whole life. So it's, it's people finding a better grounding tool, a, a better tool that the intention behind it is to ground 
And when you say ground, you have to be the one to identify what that means to you. I think we're just putting words, our definitions to it. Um, but it's just been such, and it's a safe place um, that I can go that pulls me back to me. It's not influenced by anyone else. So I think about when I was younger and something non, nothing happening to my body, really, to my body was going on. It was more emotions and situations in my life. I would go into the woods <laughs> mm. or I would lay in, uh, lay in the grass outside or I'd lay in the snow and just look up at the sky. So um, <laughs> as a very small child, um, yeah, so my connectedness to the outdoors, to nature, to myself, I've worked on. It is not something that, and, and I've worked on it because I wanted it to be a deep connection, you know? And so, yeah, I think once you can better the relationship with yourself, it becomes your best resource. And so I pull from within. So as I pull from within to fuel me, like I don't really need anyone else. I don't rely on anyone else but I know there are resources for me. And I think this whole year, when we talk about transitioning into the new year, right? This whole year has been, whew. Yeah, um, deep I, breath. <laughs> I have gone situation to situation. I think we all have, but um, for me, out of all the years of my life, I think this one has been one of the more intense ones with me having to manage situation to situation to situation, um, not react, just manage and I'm just, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm ready for the new year. And I, the lesson has been, <clears throat> well, many, but don't react or respond. Just kind of sit with it for a little bit, manage it, and then make a choice, which would be respond to it. And then remember, for someone like me, and a lot of us value our independency. Um, you have resources and you can receive and you can use them and it's not a bad thing it's just um, yeah so going into the new year I feel like that lesson is pretty well learned so I'd like a different lesson for 2023 a different <laughs> lesson positive, uh, yeah, like totally. really good stuff and it's all positive <laughs> it, yeah, it yeah. is all positive like man I'm so glad that I can go deeper it allows me to be a deeper person and that's how we all have to look at this stuff that's going on with us mm -hmm. I sit with people and I just say hey remember like this is all like you have the opportunity to learn this when so many people in this world don't or don't allow their eyes to like open up to it uh, and it makes you a deeper person and like who wouldn't want that like you're going through like the worst injury maybe that you've ever had with your body or the worst situation at home or whatever that is for you. Don't like, yeah, be sad and feel sad or angry, but like, remember all the other f good feelings that come with it. And, and the lessons that come with it and the, and the, and the trust that it is really expanding your consciousness. It's helping evolve your yourself as a, as a human. Um, and the lessons that you are learning, the trust in the lessons that you're learning are going to be with you. Um, um, the lessons that you're learning are going to be with you for the rest of your life, and you're just kind of expanding on them. So I, I was thinking as you were talking, you know, you're going to have surgery on this injury you know, truth, you're going to have surgery on this injury in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. And all that we've just talked about are, are all the skills and strategies and, and ability to go within and to manage and to modulate and, and, and focus and filter. 
are going to come in incredibly handy in your recovery. Yeah, and it's going to be a totally different use of them. Yes, yes. You probably just heard me take a breath, and when we talk about the new year, I'm like, man, right? This is a live of an action, like a a Mm -hmm. live feeling that I'm dealing with is, man, like I'm going to have to really humble up and have to learn how to walk for a third time in my life (laughs) like that's um Mm. that's challenging for me and right now here's something else right now I can move my body I can move my body with pain in five days I'm not going to be able to move my body without pain Mm. so I'm losing ability all, but also losing pain, knowing that a year from then, that's the guideline about a year is full recovery from a labral repair. And I'm like, I'm going to lose a lot of the ability that I have right now that I have with pain. I'm going to kind of sacrifice that for the better. Like, hmm, I questioned canceling. And then I'm like, why the hell would I do that? Like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, Rehab. I'm going to get better if it takes a year. I mean, I just went through six months of, of pain. So it's, again, these are the extreme thinkings that I'm just managing every moment and just regrounding. And it, I, people, when that spirals you, like what, what catches a person and what makes a person spiral is how much you give it, how much you let it take you. And look at the power of if, if that true thought comes to my mind, if I didn't catch myself right there, think about how much that would eat me alive. I'd be mm. an- so anxious. I couldn't function. I'd probably be off the whole week because of my nervous system. I-, I feel a mess and terrified, and I'm not that right now. So, And that is a little thing. That's just like a little loophole that I just caught. Mm, it's live, like right it- here on the, yeah. Exactly. And I'm yeah. catching it every moment. Yes. But, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I I just want to thank you so much for your vulnerability and your humility in talking about this and 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 the teacher that you are for all of us. Um because it's 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 just I have I have such a belief that, you know, being human is not is not always uh, an easy ride. And I think we come here to to really do learn lessons in every moment. And I think you is going through what you're going through again in your life is humbling for me and and for probably a lot of people and and we can learn so much um if you're willing to share in this journey we can learn so much from that so can i ask you a question yeah how would you apply this to something you're going through in your life if you'd be open to being vulnerable well you know i i was thinking how you know i have I have a lot of uh, issues with my sleep over over the last couple years. I've I've had um, terrible insomnia at times, and uh, I it's been a challenge to to manage that. And one of the things that I've I, I've really wanted to do is I've wanted to I, I've wanted to keep up my morning workouts. You know where I I come in two two mornings a week at minimum, and and work out before my day. And what's happened in the last probably maybe six to eight weeks is I have allowed my thoughts around my lack of sleep 
to expand and and take over and and sort of consume my decision making about getting up in the morning and working out. And and so I'm I'm I I've, I've gotten myself so worked up about this that I can't possibly you know I'll pack my workout bag the night before I'll say okay tomorrow I'm going to get up and then the oh my gosh but what if you don't sleep because if you don't sleep you can't work out I mean you can't get up at six a.m. and go move your body and work out if you haven't had many hours of sleep right mm-hmm. and I I was it it's really had a grip on me probably for the last two months. And it's made me sad because I was doing really well with it. And the other morning I, I came in and, um, I, I came into the main building and I ran into you and, and you asked me, did I work out? And, and I said, no, my sleep. And you just really called me on the carpet in the most loving teacherish way, you know, by saying, you know, Lacey, what, what are you waiting for? You know, I can't remember exactly what you I said. I said, um, like, you're letting sleep, which is true and valid, like, it, it affects you, but, like, you're giving up something so life-giving just because you're not getting full rest, and, like, okay, you sleep for two hours, and you, you get maybe two more hours of sleep, and then you come in and you do your work, or you sleep for two hours and another hour, and you come in and you move your body. Like, which one feels better? Yes, which one feels better? And my my focus was on was on the th- the thing, the lack that's of still sleep not changing. that's not changing, and and instead of focusing on what I can do, um, and and you sort of you said it in a way of like, what are you waiting for? Because if you wait to sleep to then move your body, which is life giving, you could be waiting a very long time. I, I told you it's like, I told you it's like a participant saying to me. Well, I'm waiting to have surgery for it to get better, and then I'll start to move my leg. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) You could die before you ever get a surgery and you haven't lived. So, like, you could die before you sleep eight more, eight full hours of rest, right? Right. Right. It's just powerful, and it's not a you got you got to manage the truth. But then you've got to manage the truth. Yeah. I mean, that, I, if, if, uh, that might need to be a digging deeper. Like, you've got to manage your truth. How many of us are living our life either living a lie or living in a, an expanded untruth? You know, I'm not sure how to say it. But how we're letting that govern and hijack the rest of our life and we're not living. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm wanting to live. <laughs> I'm wanting to have a good time while I live. Yeah, I mean, there's so much good times to... To have. You know, and we, hello, we're here. Like, remember, like, what life is about. Mm-hmm. Like, we all are having good and bad times. So, like, how the hell are you going to live? Right. You right. won't live if you keep... You won't live. You'll just be. And you'll probably live in an un-unhappy life if you're living in the bad stuff. Yeah. So, you better find a way to see some of the good stuff. You better change your numbers. And let's get truthful and live, please. In the new year, 2023. And then that that makes every bad thing less intense. Wow. 2023, the year we... Manage and live in the damn truth. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, that feels like a really good place to to end. So, Katie, thank you so much. It could bring me to tears. Just, Y'all just, will probably hear from us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we will, we will, we will do this again, you know, after, after you move through surgery. The, the surgery. Yeah. Um, we will definitely keep everybody updated. And, um, you know, it's just, it's an honor, 
you know, to really sit with you and to learn from you and to be, to be with you as a colleague, as a friend. Um, it's just, it's just one of my, one of the greatest gifts in my life. So, um, I want to thank you. I want you to know that of course I'm one of your, your supports through this, this, the next quote unquote, no pun intended, but pun intended leg of your journey. (laughs) Well, you know, you've been Look at us getting emotional. You've been a... When we say grounding tools, you're one of them. Like you... You know, it was like an emergency 911 call. She's like, 10.30 at night, I'm on my way. She was driving in the car, doing a meditation on me. I felt like this was like life support, you know? (laughs) As I'm like spiraling. Um, So, uh, you know, you teach me, obviously, and you... So many of our listeners, you've changed their lives by doing some of the stuff that I talk about. Yeah. And you helped me with these grounding points. And that's it. So happy new year to everyone. Um, happy new year. May 2023 be... be uh, truthful. Yeah. Be truthful. Be real. Mm. Uh, so thank you, Katie. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, all our listeners. Thank you, our participants, for being you, for allowing Katie and I to be in your lives, um, to help support you. Uh, find your way back to you. Mm -hmm. So happy new year.